Welcome to 10.5, the official podcast of the OPP Association. My name is Scott Mills. And I'm Emily Brown. We are the Strategic Communications Coordinators for the OPP Association and your host for the 10.5 podcast, the official podcast of the OPP Association. The OPP Association is the sole bargaining agent for close to 10,000 members of the Ontario Provincial Police in Canada. Our members are our focus and our strength, and we aim to provide important information to our members and the public about matters that affect policing in the province of Ontario. Thanks, uh, Emily. We've got an exciting episode today. Uh, We've got our guest OPPA director, Lynn Neal, and our Dancing with the Stars of 911 judge, Colleen Eve. Uh, Welcome to you both. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation, Emily and Scott. It's always a great time on uh, the 10.5 podcast. So we're going to dive right into it here. This past Saturday evening, October 28th, uh, the Dancing with the Stars of 911, uh, which was presented by the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund, uh, made a huge comeback after being away from a couple years due to COVID. And uh, we're going to kick it over to you, Lynn, just to get your thoughts on the event. Well, it was an amazing event. Congratulations to everyone that was involved in the event. Every role is important. The planning committee puts a lot of work into the planning and execution of the evening. And they did announce at the end of the evening that they figured they had raised close to $38,000 for the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund to continue to donate defibrillators to save lives. This is almost double any event in the past, which is just phenomenal and makes us so pleased that we were able to support the event with such a tremendous outcome. It, it was uh, quite the reception when uh, it was announced that $38,000 had been uh, raised. I, I think there, there was over 400 people in that room. What a great night. It was so fun and, uh, and so meaningful. We are going to get into uh, the dancing and how the event played out for sure here, it's, uh, especially with Colleen, because she had a bird's eye view of everything up in the judges panel. So, uh, but uh, first and foremost, Lena, I want to I want to follow up with you in your role as a, as a director at the Ontario Provincial Police Association. And uh, the OPPA was listed in the program as a lifetime donor. Uh, along with Rescue 7, who are actually the manufacturers of the defibrillators that that are donated. I was just wondering if you could explain to our listeners why it is so important to support this event and this cause uh, for the OPP Association. To your point, Scott, we have supported this event from the very beginning, and we've supported the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund from its inception. The Dancing with the Stars of 911 event put on by DMMF is all about raising money to save lives and honor our fallen public safety personnel, military, and their families who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. And those goals align perfectly with our mission at the OPPA. We support and honor the families of our fallen, and this is just a natural extension. With the donations by the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund, they have saved six lives since they started making donations, six people that otherwise wouldn't necessarily be here with us. It's great work that is being done, and they are getting defibrillators in as many places as possible. Wow, that's excellent work being done. Uh, We're going to shoot it over to Colleen. So as Scott mentioned, you had a a front row seat to this event. Uh, Can you give us a quick rundown of how the evening unfolded? 
Yeah, absolutely. The event was so much fun. There was so much passion. I wasn't really expecting there to be that it to be that much fun, to be honest. The dances were so energetic. It was so amazing to honor the legacy of so many of our fallen heroes. The night started off with OPP West Region Media Relations Coordinator Derek Rogers as the host for the evening. He did a really great job. He was super witty. We first heard from Cole Otto, an 18-year-old from outside of St. Mary's, Ontario. Cole attributes the courageous efforts of the people who ran to his side and the availability of a defibrillator for saving his life back in the summer. So it just goes to show you that defibrillators do save lives and including the lives of young people. And the more work we can do together to get more defibrillators out there, the more chances we have of saving lives. So after that, the OPP Honor Guard piped in the family of sapper Brian James Collier. Brian was born in Toronto and raised in Bradford, Ontario. He was a member of One Combat Engineer Regiment based in Edmonton. In November 2008, he was deployed to Afghanistan and was wounded within three weeks of arriving there. He recovered at Kandahar Air Base and rejoined his unit to complete his tour. Unfortunately, he was killed on July 20th, 2010 by a blast from an improvised explosive device. Brian's parents were present and were piped in as Brian was honored with the donation of a defibrillator in his name. Yeah, that was um, quite a a moving moment, Um, you know, with the honor guard standing there and uh, Brian's uh, mom and dad, holding a defibrillator and, and the plaque for the donation of the defibrillator. And uh, it was definitely a, a moving moment um, for everyone in attendance. Uh, his, his parents are such nice people. I had a brief opportunity to speak with them after. And uh, it was very much an honor uh, that his parents and, and the Dave Mouncey um, Memorial Fund paid to Brian's service and sacrifice that night. Absolutely. I imagine that was definitely emotional. Uh, We're going to skip on to the dancing part of it. So a little fun fact for our listeners before Lynn speaks about it. Uh, Lynn was a dancer in the past at this event. Then we're going to turn it over to Colleen, who is one of the four judges to give us some commentary. So over to you, Lynn. Thanks, Emily. Indeed, I was a dancer back in 2012 with a disco routine with Andrea Gittens, who was actually one of the coaches still this year. Um, She gave us a winning routine. So I remember the absolute horror of realizing what we were about to do that night. But the most important thing was the fun and the camaraderie between all the dancers. I'm sure this year was no different. Saturday night, it was great to be there and and just get to sit and watch. (laughs) It was all about supporting and cheering those dancers on and such a fun evening. We had six couples, and you've had a few of them on the 10-5 podcast leading up to the event. All of the dancers were just fantastic and full of energy. Couple one was Morgan Rolfe and Austin Kohler from the OPP. Couple two was Christopher Trenuian and Julie Colgan from Middlesex London Paramedic Services. Couple three was Lindsay Adamson and Ben Morgan from the OPP. Couple four was Darcy Campbell and Abigail Boss from the Woodstock Police Service. Interesting fact, Abigail's dad was one of our former members who's now retired. Mm -hmm. Couple five was Jade Flay from Middlesex London Paramedic Service and Lane Lavis from the Canadian Coast Guard Auxiliary. Couple six was Nick Dorkin of the Thames Centre Fire Department and Michelle Marco from Middlesex London Paramedic Services. 
All of the dancers were absolutely fabulous. There was smiles on everybody's faces there as they came out. They had their own costumes to go with their dance themes. And there was various compilations, uh, naming the exact songs. A lot of them were singing. You you wouldn't know because they went from one song to another. So, um, Lynn, can you let us uh, know a bit of the training that these uh, dance couples go through since you've been through this in the past? Absolutely. It's an interesting process. Once you get a partner and then you get assigned a, a coach and you're paired months in advance, a few months in advance, you don't get as much time as you would truly like to have to sort of meet your instructor, practice and, and learn your dance routines. There is, you know, a limited number of sessions when you're thinking about performing in front of your peers. Uh, I don't think it could ever feel like enough. The expectation is the couples are going to practice on their own outside of time with their instructor. And the event really couldn't happen without the dedication and passion of the instructors that they bring to their coaching. Uh, this year, as I said, Andrea Gittins returned and she actually coached two couples, Crystal Clackett, uh, Raquel Sophia, Zola Nakub. And Michelle Mortimer joined the Dancing with the Stars of 911 family, all brand new to the evening and did a fantastic job with their people. We really can't thank them enough for giving of their time and energy. And it was just amazing to watch the coaches get so excited when their team came out. <laughs> they were the loudest, you know, cheering in the back. And it was just fantastic. Everything was so well done and very entertaining. So costumes and all. And in the dance afterwards, just so everybody knows, they were all dancing with Lynn. And uh, <laughs> Lynn is quite the dancer, gotta, gotta say. <laughs> oh, now, Colleen, over to you as a judge. Uh, can you go through the dance couples and give us a quick rundown of their dances and any thoughts from the judges? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my comments were very much dance related. I pretty much studied for this event. I watched the actual Dancing with the Stars on TV to get to get my comments ready. Um, but the rest of the judges kind of came in with these witty comments. So I felt that we were kind of a good, good combination of judges. So up there with me was OBP Commissioner Thomas Karik and Dr. Andre Levesque. He's the Chancellor of Prairie of Canada. And then the other guest judge up there was Bob Reed. He's a radio host, singer-songwriter, and he also he wrote um, Highway of Heroes, the song, I believe. So that's really nice. And he's also the longest-standing judge with uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, and then myself, which Pat Patrick Armstrong gave me a really great title, Police Safety Spokesperson, which I've never been called before, but I will take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the couples, I'll just comment on the top three, just to keep it concise. Um, so the first couple there was Morgan Rolfe and Austin Kohler. And what really stands out to me about them was their crowd presence. Uh, Morgan was amazing. She was just kind of running around, getting the crowd really engaged. Um, her hair and makeup was amazing. I know that the time of the um, makeup and hair is donated by um, some vendors, so that it looked amazing. It was like this really cool braid ponytail kind of situation. And their dance was really fun. They were really connected, and um, they brought in a couple props. They had like an air guitar or an, an actual guitar, I guess. And there was some lifts in there. 
jumps. It was, it was great. That was a good dance. Um, and then the other, the other couple in the top three was Darcy Campbell and Abigail Boss. Uh, they were amazing. I loved their costumes. They kind of had these like pink satin jackets. And again, with the crowd presence, looked like they were having an amazing time out there. Um, and I know that they had a really great fan base as well. And then the third couple was Nick Dorkin and Michelle Marco. Well, fun, fun fact about this couple is actually Nick's wife was the choreographer of the dance and she was there. Um, and I just thought that was such an amazing touch because you could really tell how, how well these two danced together. Some of the other couples, they danced better individually on the stage, but I felt this couple, when they came together, they were so in sync, so on tempo. And the other piece that I noticed is that Nick had a smile on the entire time he was on stage. And a lot of the other couples too did too, but I don't know why I was so drawn to Nick's smile. It really genuinely looked like he was having an amazing time out there. And so those are the top three couples. And I think all of the couples did an amazing job, but I really did agree with the, with the top three there. I completely agree. Everybody did a remarkable job. The energy in the room was absolutely electric. And, uh, like we, we stated earlier, there's well over 400 people there and uh, a full course dinner, black tie event. Uh, everybody's dressed up formally. Uh, everybody's laughing, having fun. And uh, so, Colleen, uh, you named us the top three there. So can you tell us who won? And uh, can you also tell us how the winners were chosen? I, I'm not sure if you like the judges were ch- choosing them or I know the audience were given uh, ballots on both rounds of the dancing. Maybe you could explain that to us. Yeah, for sure. First, I want to touch on something you brought up. The food was amazing. I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> that too, but that was an amazing dinner. I was really, really impressed with that. Um, but as for the as for the kind of the the way everything went with the dances. The judges were purely there for looks. We had absolutely nothing to do with the, the top three. <laughs> um, it was all the audience, which I think is really great. Um, everyone was given a ballot and you were to select which couple you thought should move on to the top three. And then those ballots were counted. They danced, those top three couples danced again, the same song. And they added in, a, I noticed a little bit more energy that second round. They were really you know, leaving it all in the dance floor, if you want to say. Um, And so that was really great to see. And then the audience actually voted a second time for the winner, the same way with the ballots and everything. Um, So the judges, you know, our role was more for witty comments. And for me, hopefully to kind of sway the votes as I was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're trying hard there, weren't you, Colleen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So the winner ended up being Nick Dorkin and Michelle Marco. Very well deserved. Um, They had an amazing fan base, um, which I think definitely helped. And then the runner up was Darcy Campbell and Abigail Boss. And the um, third place was Morgan Rolfe and Austin Kohler. All three amazing dances again. I'm super proud of them for coming out and, and leaving it all on the dance floor. So it was a really interesting um, when from the Woodstock Police Service. Uh, I, I think the entire Woodstock Police Service and first responder community was in that building. So it would have been a great place to do a crime in Woodstock last Saturday night because they had a huge cheering section. So everyone was a winner. 
uh, in this event. Um, I heard so many comments that they would be back next year uh, to, to come to this event. And uh, I guess we'll just have to get busy to uh, recruit some dancers. Um, on a serious note, it'd be amiss if we didn't give thanks to OPP Sergeant Patrick Armstrong, the Dave Mousey Memorial Fund President Jason Moon, and everybody who organized this. I, I, I can't imagine the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to pull a, a big event like this off. And clearly, it was a huge success. So just wrapping things up, Lynn, do you have any final words before we finish up? You know, just, it was an incredible event. The The work being done by the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund and all of the volunteers over the years is incredible. I feel privileged that I've been able to support, assist, and participate in, in DMMF uh, with Patrick and the rest of the team. And I can't say enough how important the work they're doing is and the awareness that they bring of the importance of defibrillators. Uh, it was it was a really interesting night to sit and chat with Rescue Seven. Uh, John Colley was there, and we got to talking about you know defibrillators in vehicles, defibrillators in schools, like everywhere where there's a possibility that they could be utilized, and the importance of having them available. It's an incredible amount of work that goes into this event and all of the events that they run, uh, behind the scenes and leading up to the date. So. Thank you to all of those unsung heroes and volunteers who are making all of these events possible and supporting DMMF and all the great work that they're doing. I just want to say like John Colley was, uh, he was there with his two sons and both in university and, and uh, just an amazing guy. And and you said earlier, Lynn, like six uh, saves with these defibrillators that were donated. He was literally saying, the amount of defibrillators that his uh, his company has out there, they have hundreds and hundreds of people's lives saved. And uh, if you don't have a defibrillator in your in your in your work location, or or you, you know, there's lots of locations they could be in. Uh, lots of airplanes and stuff like that have them. Um, look into this, and we'll put into the show notes uh, John's uh, at Rescue Seven's uh, contact information because it's such a, an important piece of uh, kit. Uh, Colleen, do you have any last words? Yeah, just to echo, you know, what Lynn said and what Emily said. Um, just to thank Patrick. Armstrong and the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund, not only are, are they raising money for life-saving defibrillators, as you mentioned, Scott, they're also not letting our fallen heroes be forgotten because each of these defibrillators is donated in the name of a fallen hero. I can speak personally. I know um, the Dave Mounsey Memorial Fund has donated three defibrillators in my mom's name. Um, and I can't say enough how much that means to our family. And, and, and as well, arriving to the event on Saturday and seeing that each table was dedicated to a fallen hero and there was a picture on, on the table. It's the small details like that that mean a lot to the families. You know, I, I brought a few um, a few family members with me, actually nine family members, not to brag. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I have a really amazing support team that came with me on Saturday. And I know that they felt um, that mom was being honored as well that night. And that really meant a lot to us. And Patrick has given me so many opportunities to share my story and to 
to, to honor my mom. And, and I just can't, I can't say how much that means to me. And I know, I know he's probably going to cry. Listen, listening to this because he always tells me I make him cry, but honestly, Patrick, I re- I really think that, um, that you really make a difference in not only my family's lives, but in the families that I was representing on, on Saturday night. All of these events are, are so important. You know, I, I spent 10 years with working for the Canadian Armed Forces, and it's always really close to my heart when, you know, soldiers and, and men and women in, in uniform are honoured as they should be. Sapper Brian Collier's parents, as mentioned before, were present to accept the donation of the defibrillator, uh, which was made possible by the OPPA and Rescue 7. Uh, and during that time, Brian's mom, Carol, noted that Brian was known for wearing his heart on his sleeve and she felt that, you know, the defibrillator connected to Brian's core values, that he would call home weekly from Afghanistan and always ending his conversations with peace and I love you. And we have Remembrance Day on our minds coming up and and every day. And so events like this just remind us that we'll never forget those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. You have been listening to OPPA Director Lynn Neal and Dancing with the Stars Judge and Police Safety Spokesperson Colleen Eve. Thank you both for joining us today. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button on the podcasting platform of your choice so you never miss an episode. We aim to publish a new episode every other Friday. We thank you for listening. On behalf of Scott Mills and myself, we wish you all the best and stay safe.